When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's June 11th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Mr. Matt Morgan's coming along shortly, and we're going to talk about the Monday Night Raw go-home show before Money in the Bank, which is coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network. Raj, the big news is we were going off the air on Raw. Corey Graves saying he's got to change his bet for Sunday. Now we know who the smart money is, who changes the odds so drastically on WWE pay-per-view betting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, the smart money hasn't been out in a while. Um, yeah so yeah maybe he got busted but yeah um (laughs) (laughs) oh weird night tonight i mean i thought the wrestling overall was very good but this was a show i mean what were what was everybody fighting for tonight uh you know yeah i mean it was i mean it was better than the last couple of weeks but absolutely where is like the drama or like the suspense or just you know stuff keeping you wanting more um you know they're really trying to you know, sell that, well, just imagine twice as many people, you know, in the <laughs> ring and, you know, during these fatal four matches with ladders. And that's, you know, that wasn't enough. Like, you know, just more intrigue show, you know, past cash ins and, you know, videos, you know, highlights of past money in the bank matches, you know, just stuff like that. Little things you could do to, to really hit home what's at stake as opposed yeah. to just them, you know, all, you know, the contrives, all of them standing on a ladder, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. Yes. Like and as our chat's pointing out, they're all good. Uh, they were all jockeying for momentum. And Raj, I don't know if you saw this tweet right before we started. I would love it if the superstars did the math and figured out what you did, that a win on the go-home show almost right. guarantees a loss on the pay-per-view. So we had three hours of people trying to not win their match. Yeah, you don't want momentum on the go-home yeah. show. Just something to make it different. I thought the wrestling tonight was very good. Uh, wall to wall, every match quality. I mean, and this is a lot better than it has been. The segments hit more than they missed tonight, but there was uh, no stakes, very little story. Yeah, even Sammy and Bobby, I was you know cringing when they announced that, but when it actually happened, I, it was, I thought it was actually pretty decent. It was probably their best segment that they had. Women's Fatal Four Way, I thought was awesome. It was, that was one of the best women's matches on was Raw in a while. Sammy and Bobby, the best that they've had, or the least bad that they've had? The least bad. I mean, it wasn't bad. Sammy stum- stumbled over his words a little bit at the beginning, which kind of surprised me. But um, outside of that, it, I thought it kind of worked. Yeah. It was something, man. Uh, and for Channing for Bobby, which, you know. Oh. Uh, apparently I've lost Mr. Raj Geary here. Now either I've lost him or he's lost me. Bear with us a moment for this technical difficulty uh, while we soldier through this. Okay. So I'm still on the air, but Raj isn't. Uh-uh. So can you hear me now? No, now I hear you. All yeah. Right. All right. Just randomly just get booted every now and then. Yeah. It's like uh, Google Hangouts wants me to enter my password in the middle of a video conference. Right. But, yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of crazy, but technology in the world we live in. Um, yeah, Bobby was getting cheers tonight with Sammy, man. I mean, I don't know. You know, things aren't that cool this week between the U.S. and Canada. I'm just saying the way we've been treating Sammy Zayn lately isn't helping Canada's viewpoint of the U.S. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's on pay-per-view, whereas before he wasn't. So, you know. Yeah. So it's something. 
he was so good. Like when he was first a heel, he was so good as a face. I just feel that uh, this is like where Vince's vision doesn't really connect with um, something tangible. So, uh, yeah, lots of news story stuff to cover in addition to Raw, which we'll get to in a moment. Matt Morgan should be coming along here any minute. Uh, quickly, do we want to cover one of the top news stories, Raj? Before... Yeah, why don't we talk about uh, Kenny Omega's first title defense? Uh, yeah. It'll be against Cody Rhodes. At, Kenny uh, Omega, uh, recently acknowledged by the WWE yeah. for his Street Fighter that he's going to play against Xavier Woods. Well, now it's the Elite oh, know, wow. versus the New Day. So the Young Bucks are a part of it, too. And WWE covered that. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. Kenny Omega's contract with New Japan is up at the end of January. So, you know, he won't be in, in next year's Royal Rumble. I'm, yeah, in January. But he'll be a free agent shortly after that. Um, I'm sure New Japan will try whatever they can to sign him. But WWE, if they see New Japan as becoming kind of a threat, I mean, they yeah, got the money to sign him. Yeah. I mean, what do you think with New Japan? It seemed like with Dominion the other night, lot online, a lot of buzz for that. It seems like every New Japan pay-per-view or event that happens just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. People looking forward to it. I see more people talking about staying up late to watch it live. Um, I mean, they're the moment they've got the momentum. I and Harold like May, that. you know, the the New Japan president, he said, you know, they're looking to expand. They want to expand in the U.S. And man, the money is out here, you know. So yeah. Americanize the product a little bit, uh, you know, turn up the lights, you know, with New Japan, the shows, it looks <laughs> like there's people in the first three rows and, and it's just dark, you know, which yeah. that's part of the charm. But if you want to reach a wider audience, I think you got to you got to work on that production and, and uh, you know, make it more uh, palatable for fans in the States. But I, I you know, Dominion, uh, I'm still going through it. I haven't finished the whole thing, but it was an awesome show. I thought it was great. Uh, everything I've seen so far has been great. Uh, people were getting on my case. I was a little, um, people were saying I was crapping on the uh, Omega um, Okada match the other night. Me, Matt Morgan, and Chris Featherstone did a podcast after UFC 225. We reviewed Dominion. And I wasn't, I actually think athletically, it was probably the best match I've ever seen, just as far wow. as athletically. Um, you know, as far as if you throw a story and everything else in, it's, it's a little different. But, um, my problem is just when you do these big moves and then you counter and you get hit with the big move and then the next move you get up and then you counter, you know, it uh, doing it once or twice or a few times. It's one thing, but just doing it over and over just makes it seem that those moves don't really hurt that much. And mm. they were just killing each other in this match. So uh, that was just my only uh, my only complaint. Wow. No, I have not watched it yet, but everything I read just sort of spectacular. It's funny. I was telling people on live now. I'm so uh, online i'm so conditioned now to only do these podcasts after every live wrestling event to not have to watch something live is like the greatest luxury yeah. i could possibly have yeah you know so yeah it was it was an awesome show and then uh yeah it was funny with omega and cody like i remember thinking like wow this feud kind of fizzled out quick um yeah you know they did the show over wrestlemania weekend at roh but now it kind of makes sense you know it's new japan usually has a long-term plan and now you're seeing it so now it, it's back and so that should be uh, that should be a fun show, and it looks like Jericho won't be wrestling on that. I think interesting. Uh, yeah, it looks like Jericho will not wrestle in the U.S. Huh? Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, the line he will not cross per Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's what it that's what it appears like. Yeah, well, I'll tell you before we uh, dive into everything here, Matt Morgan comes along. Let's give a shout out to our sponsor. Welcome back to the show, Mac Weldon. 
You've heard us talk about Mac Weldon before. Their mission is simple to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is both easy and convenient. Uh, Mac Weldon is great because the clothes are stylish. It is easy to order. It is easy to find something that is a high quality, made of high quality fabric, high quality stitching. It looks great. It feels great. It's fantastic to wear and absolutely a joy to shop for. Raj, as a child, did you get that 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 almost uh, disdain, that that dread and feeling about having to go shopping, you know, and try on clothes? Yeah. And God for, and you know, I used to argue with my mom. I don't want to try them on. We'll just take them home. It'll be fine. You get home, nothing fits, then you got to go back and buy different clothes. Right. Have you, have you had that most of your life? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm kind. Of, I'm I'm lazy as hell right now. I do almost all my shopping now online. You know. So. <laughs> Uh, and I'm wearing my Mac Weldon shirt right now. I've, I've been wearing Mac Weldon uh, ever since they first became a sponsor and I discovered them. And it's no joke. You could ask my wife. I wear these all the time whenever we go to the club, to the bars. Um, it's comfortable. It looks dressy. It looks nice, but it's also very comfortable. And, I'm, you know, once, once you turn 40, I'm all about the comfort. So. Yeah, my, my lone grown-up hoodie I would be wearing if it weren't, you know, 90 degrees here in California. But Mac Weldon, it's, you know, literally better than whatever you're wearing right now, unless you're Raj Gary who's sporting his Mac Weldon wear. And uh, they believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. So easy on the app. Find something that fits you. You're going to get the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more. And they have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. And uh, they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they'll refund you. No questions asked. No, not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, but they perform too, uh, They perform well also. And it's good for working out, whether you're going to work, going on dates, or just everyday life. For us to talk about it, some of the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn. And, uh, you know, I know we get into a lot of detail sometimes when talking about our sponsors, but I'll just leave it at that. And, uh, yeah, whether shirts, shorts, underwear, socks, Mack Weldon has everything. But, yeah, absolutely love those those underwear. And I highly recommend them, especially the line of silver products that, uh, yeah, wick moisture, get rid of odor. They're absolutely fantastic. And... We've got a special deal for our audience. 20% off your first order by going to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code INC at checkout. That's MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code INC at checkout. Save 20% off your first order. Trust me, guys. Get some grown-up clothes. You're going to look great. You're going to love it. Mac Weldon, love having them back on the podcast, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. That's promo code INC at checkout at MacWeldon.com to save 20%. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Matt Morgan. Is everything working? Matt's figuring it out. We could see him. It, this looks like Matt is in the most awesome horror movie right now ever, by the way. This is like an episode of, remember Fear on MTV? I feel like, you know, we should put him on screen uh, here, but he's, uh, is he muted there? He is, but I'm him? trying to unmute him. Okay. How do you unmute him? Uh, I think you click on the microphone. Oh, there it goes. There we go. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> Looks like, hey, Matt, can you hear us? Okay, so he needs a minute, but let's uh, let's jump into this. Yeah, Monday Night Raw. Well, you know, I can't wait to see what Matt thinks of this. But uh, we had Monday Night Raw, so we had everyone out in the ladder. Not content just to put uh, the four men or four women. We had eight competitors from Money in the Bank out on ladders talking about the match, their hopes, their dreams, their goals. 
for Money in the Bank briefly, uh, setting up two fatal four ways for the night, one for the women, one for the men. Kurt Angle comes out to a You Suck chant, and before the competitors can even really get into it, we're greeted with Constable Corbin, who shaved his head. Baron Corbin's skullet is no more. I think he should send some of those locks to Matt Morgan so yeah. he can have a ceremony. He must have heard Matt's comments because it looked good. Yeah. I thought it looked really good. Uh, it looks It's a big improvement, so uh, props to him. Absolutely. Uh, what did you think of this way of having all that interruption tonight, of having the eight contestants out there? This was not two years ago with six men on a ladder in search of a dream. There were no monologues. This was pretty chaotic as far as uh, an opening promo goes. I thought it was pretty annoying, actually. Um, it, you know, it's just them trading, you know, each – they're acting like kids, you know, like I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. That was <laughs> the gist of the promo. Um, it was a cool visual, I guess, but it's also very contrived. I don't know. I, I didn't like it the last time they did it. I thought it was the same this time. It didn't really, it didn't make me excited for it at all. Yeah. It, there was something about it where I think visually it was good, but even having like Alexa and Sasha be like, oh, my mixed match challenge partner is going to win. Right. There was no natural exchange. I thought it was kind of weird when, uh, you know, and then Alexa shrieking was just kind of. Yeah, it was, it was very, just seemed like it was written by middle school kids. No offense to middle school kids. But... I actually think middle, middle, middle school kids could probably turn in a pretty solid three hour raw. I doubt it. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe. Actually. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd give them a chance compared wrestling to wrestling fans. If you're out there and you have children or you yourself are in middle school, tweet at us your fantasy booking ideas for episodes of Monday night raw. And we'll judge them against what we actually see on television on the USA network each week. Each week. Yeah. yeah. Matt, oh. Matt, can you hear us now? Yeah. Thank you. Hang on. Give me a second. Okay. Right. Just uh, watching Matt. I'm captivated. It looks like the most fascinating found footage horror movie ever like going on with Matt's like camera. Which right project? Now. Yeah, which? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Keep cracking. So, Matt. Yeah. Were your hopes and dreams answered? Baron Corbin shaved his head. Rest in peace, the skullet. Step in the right direction. Still bad acting. But um, I hate the name of his stupid gimmick. Um <laughs> But, I mean, let me ask you this. Can he go back to being, even though he had the skullet, when he was in NXT, he kind of had a cool motorcycle vibe gimmick to him. Do you think he can still pull that off? Like, will he ever go back in that direction? Hmm. I, I think it's too, I think he's gone too far away from it now. That I mean, you, you always could, but I, I don't really see it. It doesn't seem like they're going in that direction anytime soon. Yeah, it just feels like a fish out of water. It feels like uh, not as bad as stuttering, but it just feels <laughs> so far opposite of what he could be doing. But right. It, yeah, so, he's, he's becoming a comedy character. Matt, could you have imagined back in your run, instead of calling you in with Vince's big idea for the stuttering gimmick, they called you in and were like, you're going to be the enforcer to the GM. You know, right. you're going to be there to, to, to make sure things go down. And we're going to call you the constable. You're going to be Constable Matt Morgan. And you have a stutter. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I graduated third of my college class. I'm proud of this, but I'm not proud of the fact that I did not know what the freak a constable was. <laughs> yeah, if it weren't for uh, 
if it weren't for my my parents being born in India, uh, I probably wouldn't have known either. Oh, yeah. man, it just sounds so weird. Kevin Owens trying to talk smack from the top of the ladder. <laughs> Constable, Constable Corbin. Remember when Val Venus was like Eric Bischoff's assistant or something like that for a while? It was Chief just Morley. Come... Chief Morley. Yeah, it was... yeah, that's right. That's what it was. It was Chief Morley. So they're running out of they're running out of titles. So I guess Constable was next. Why not like the sheriff? You That's know, the sheriff was Steve Austin. Oh, that's they true. did Sheriff Austin. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess they are far down the line. <laughs> oh man, um, but you're right. I mean, Kevin really was pushing it in, in their exchange there. Um, what did you think of the promos with everyone on the ladders, Matt, and uh, the way they did that? So weird. Um... I ask my, I always ask my wife, I'm like, hey, pay attention, get off your phone and give me your opinion. What, what do you think? She's like, why is there 300 people standing on ladders? <laughs> and I was like, all right, just check in. Because um, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Um, but Kevin Owens, I thought, did the most with the opportunity. And uh, what's the new girl from NXT? Ember Moon. She crapped the bed, unfortunately, in the crowd. <laughs> the crowd crapped on her. Yeah. A little bit. She- she made up for it in that match, though. She was oh, like, yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about that. That was a high point. In my mind, that's what opened the show, was the fatal four-way between Natalia, Alexa Bliss, Ember Moon, and Sasha Banks. Some people are saying this is the best women's match on Raw, on free TV, that they've ever done, or at least in recent memory. Uh, match? People really liked it online. Well, i got to go watch it a second time, then. I mean, there were there were some big uh, big moves, big it. moments. I liked it. I just you know I thought it was really good. Definitely an A match, but I mean, really best better than NXT matches with. Oh, huh. uh, they well, must no, be modern TV. era. Like they don't mean like Lita and Trish and stuff too. Yeah, right? we're talking like on Raw, not NXT. Think about I me. Mean, what was the last great women's match on Raw? The fact that nothing is coming to mind immediately. Something with Charlotte and the Boss. I'm thinking. Sure. Yeah. But even that was like over a year ago at this point. Yeah, that was like two years now, right? Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. man. So uh, yeah, I I, I kind of agree. I remember. I, I mean, I couldn't. You know, my, in my notes, I put down that this is the best women's match on Raw I've seen in a long time, and I couldn't think of up. You know, up until when? Because uh, yeah, it's been a while, and they got a lot of time. There was like three breaks, and yeah, something. they got a lot of time for this match. So, you know, again, no stakes. It ultimately meant nothing, but it was really good. True. Yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate. It's how do you build up it meaning something, you know, aside from just the great technical prowess. And I'm sure you all had the same thought I did when Italia won, where it was like, well, okay, Natalia's not winning money in the bank. Yeah. Take that's, that yeah, box that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. It was good, though, man. It was good. Uh, I, I was very I, impressed with this. And then that dive, that that suicide dive that Amber hit on Sasha, that looked like that could have went wrong easily. Like Sasha, you know, when Sasha hit the barricade, um, it was a very small target too. You know. Yeah, but small that was, match. yeah. But Amber looked awesome in this match, and yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, I think everyone, a lot of people were picking Natalia to win Money in the Bank. So I don't know if this is just cool. to kind of throw a, a wrench in that. I'd love to see that, though. Yeah. You would think uh, just with how they book stuff that a raw person is winning one of the Money in the Bank matches and the SmackDown person is winning the other one. Well, how how did they do it last year? Because what's-her-name had the SmackDown briefcase forever. 
Oh, it was both SmackDown. Yeah, it was just a SmackDown pay-per-view last year. So who do you guys pick to win this? The the uh, women's. Yeah. This is a tough call. Does Ronda win the championship? If she does, does she have a – then it makes sense for what's her name to win. Um, Natty. Yeah. You know? I was going to say – I was gonna say the boss, but I'm gonna. But it see no, it's all over the place because <laughs> what's her name? Um, I'm horrible with names. Um, former champion Alexa. Alexa would make a great money in the bank winner just because of what a dicky heel she is. Yeah. With that briefcase, you know what I mean? She'd have so much heat. Yeah. Ah man, I, I'm gonna go with Natty. I'm going back to Natty. Wow. Right. Stay with Natty. What about you, Glenn? I mean, I'd like for it to be Becky because I want them to give her something to do. But I think I agree with Matt that Alexa. But you know, but would Alexa though be too similar to how Carmella was this past year? I can see be- the argument for that, but it, you know? it, it fits her character. It fit, you know. But that doesn't matter. What matters is what fits the storylines, and I, we need to remember that. So that's why I think Natty's a decent one. Yeah, I think Ronda, I'm calling Ronda wins championship. I think I think the thing is Alexa is already kind of there at that level, at that world title level, so she doesn't she need is. it. Um, Edge so, never did either. Well, it, it helped him. He wasn't quite second time. Yeah, right. Not yeah, not the second. The first time it helped him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, the second time was kind of resolved that night. It's kind of like Dean Ambrose, right? Like he won the Money in the Bank <laughs> and cashed in that night. So I mean, what? I mean, they could always do Natalia cashing in on Rousey that night. But yeah, uh, yeah. Be, I don't know. That'd be that, decent. That, yeah, she, up, she takes her mo- white leather moment away from her and jacks it. Yeah, you know, she's holding the title up and boom. Right. I don't know Back if you want her. Rousey losing so quick though, but oh, but Nia gets pinned though. You know, Nia gets pinned, but then Rousey gets beat. Uh, yeah, you know, by Natalia. Ra- Rousey's winning the championship, guys. There's no way around it. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, how long do you think Ronda's going to retain? As champion, I mean, do you think this is literally going to be? I mean, at least till WrestleMania it, next year. It could be a female Brock. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Know. Yeah, he. Um, so Ric Flair said that Ronda Rousey. He was asked about Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte at uh, WrestleMania, and he said that Rousey's basically there. For, he said a one-year deal, which isn't true. I, I got it verified with WWE that it's a multi-year deal. Um, but basically saying that Rousey's around for a little bit and then she's out and she, you know, she wants to have kids. And that's something she's been saying. She even during her WrestleMania pub, uh, she was saying that WWE is kind of like her nesting egg right now. She wanted to do it before she had, you know, kids of her own. Her and her husband, Travis Brown, have you know kids from his previous marriage, but hmm. she wants to have kids of her own um, and she wants to do it soon. So I could see it like her after WrestleMania being done at least for a while and, uh, you know, to, we have kids, a, so we have a full year of her, though. You know, I think that's good. Yeah, absolutely. But I can see why they're kind of throwing these matches kind of pretty fast. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, makes sense. But uh, if, yeah, if that happens and she puts over Charlotte, that would be incredible. That would be like the best use of Ronda, in my opinion, to further elevate the women's division. Yeah. Yes, Charlotte can do it. It will look believable. Um, I mean, that's going to be that potentially. I'm not just saying this because of the name value and bull crap like that. I'm saying because of the athleticism between those two. 
if done right, that, my opinion, could uh, reset women's matches as far as the bar being set. Yeah. Yeah. That that could be the best match of all. I'm being serious. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. That's something that could certainly main event WrestleMania. Oh, You'll get casuals that want to see Ronda. That's what I got. I pay for that match. Yeah. Yeah. But people will say it, you know, because you have that you have that pass along value that you quite didn't have with Oscar. I mean, I hate to say it, but there's something that will get people that never, never watch wrestling if they hear, well, Ric Flair's daughter is wrestling yep. Ronda Rousey. Right. Yep. People will tune in for that. Exactly. Yeah. It's the biggest women's match they could have. So, yeah, I almost think if R Rousey, you know, if Natalia wins, and I actually, I'm going to go with Natalia as well. I think, she, um, but if she wins, uh, I think she doesn't cash in in a heel fashion. I think she probably challenges Rousey at SummerSlam and loses because I don't think they want Rousey losing uh, before right. WrestleMania. Hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And uh, she's being inducted in the UFC Hall of Fame. We talked about this the yeah. other night. Yeah. Man, uh, so more on that segment in a minute. But first, we had Brazongo versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah. But say what happened in the match. Just well, no, I mean, it was kind of a squash. Actually, it went for it longer than it should have. It was a but long squash. Long Describe squash. what happened. Describe the finish. <sighs> well, they got the zigzag Claymore uh, Fandango. Ziggler got the pin. Um, but just yeah, so it was McIntyre are your winners, folks. Um, yeah. Okay, I got to get this in now. You got that out of the way. That was the worst gear I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, that wasn't even kind of funny. Like, oh, isn't this funny? Like, what they're wearing? No. Oh, who, Breezango? Yes. Yeah. I remember back in the day when they were in NXT and people were talking about how, like, Dolph Ziggler oh. and Tyler Breeze was a dream match. I like, thought I so. I can't wait to see. Yeah. I and, was that guy. Yeah, and you I see where they're at now. It uh, sucks. It sucks. I feel bad for, for him because he... He had a good character. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I like his work. Yeah, but that being said, you know we say it every week. Drew is a beast. Drew's he's a beast. A, he's a superstar. He sold a lot tonight, by the way. I didn't like that, but uh, nonetheless, he did good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's the right call. Oh, and FYI, any of the wrestlers watching this right now, if you're gonna powerbomb somebody onto another guy, <sighs> other guy that's on the ground, you know, on all fours. Don't, if you're going to be on all fours, get, put your stomach closer to the mat. He was like this far he was like this far off the mat. There's so much shit that could have gone wrong. Yeah. With, with him hitting his neck, spiking his head on the mat, his neck. Yeah. There was I, a million different things that could have went wrong with that. You got to get closer to the mat to do that. I used to choke slam people onto one another. And I'd have the guy laying somewhat a little bit more flatter than that. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've seen someone on – on all fours and then take a, a power bomb like that it's too on top high of up. yeah the guy on the ground's too high up for that it looked nasty i, I was yeah. worried i was worried for fandango there for a second but then yep. it was okay but he fucked his neck up yeah yeah um so when do you think ziggler and mcintyre break up ah man i'm digging it right now i i don't i don't know i don't want to predict it because i like it right now i think drew's at first i didn't like it I was like, yeah. Drew doesn't need anybody. He's a bona fide main event star. He screams it. But this is good because you know they don't have anything for him at the moment. Yeah. Right? In that direction, as far as being a main event heel at the moment. They should because they need main event heels. But uh, they're, they're, they're bringing them along nice and slowly. And they're not hurting them in the process like they are a la Bobby Lashley. They're killing him. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're doing a great job at Drew. I mean, look at all the NXT call-ups after WrestleMania and where they're at right now. 
even Andrade Cien Almas, you know, he's wrestling Sin Cara. Uh, no, yeah. no, no disrespect, you know, Sin Cara is very talented, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a kickoff match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, with Drew, they're doing the slow build, and he's getting TV time. He's getting over. That's how you should do it, and uh, I think it's working great. So don't do it until you know Drew is super over with the crowd. Then you do the turn. And here's the beautiful thing about it, you guys. Having Dolph with it, even though Dolph has been started and stopped so many times and we now don't think he'll ever become a main event talent again or get a championship run again, that's fine. But if this was done with anybody else, I'd be screaming this is a horrible idea. Drew doesn't eat nobody, I'd be screaming. So we got to give Dolph some props here because he looks rekindled, refreshed, recharged. We've said this before, all of us. Um, And he's adding to Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he seems like a big deal for the first time since he was like world heavyweight champions when he cashed in when he was with AJ Lee and Big E. So uh, props to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm predicting now that if they do not break them up, Drew and Dolph will be tag team champs at Extreme Rules. It's just a question of will they be defeating the B team or the Deleter of Worlds? Okay. Yeah. I mean, until they have something for Drew, I'm good with this for now. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it being the deleter world since they're more of a babyface team. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, with Dolph and Drew, it's kind of like that Sean and Diesel thing. And, mm. you know, hopefully when they do the split, they don't just have Drew just kill Dolph, you know, give no. him a little something so he doesn't just get way back to where he was right. you know, earlier this year. Right. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, by the way, uh, yeah. during, the, during the show, they were doing these backstage segments with Kevin Owens trying to recruit, yes. you know, Finn Balor and, uh, Bobby Roode to basically take out Braun Strowman and three of them to do it. And they basically Roode came up to them later and was receptive to the idea. Yeah. And that was good. I like Kevin does the backstage segment very well. Yes, he does. He's probably the most entertaining talker on Raw. No question. Sami Zayn's getting there, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is remarkable given the material they're giving him. Um, oh, man. So, oh, uh, here's something that was uh, kind of confirming it. So people were calling out Brock's title reign being longer than CM Punk's right. as the longest title reign in the modern era to hold a the main WWE title. And the WWE called that out tonight. Congratulating Brock on uh, breaking the uh, the record. Yes, so. I was kind of pissed off he wasn't there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, seriously. You're the you you're the longest reigning champion. You don't show up. He doesn't. He doesn't care about that. <laughs> Not him. Them. Right. Makes them look like jabrones. Yeah, I think they pay so much for each Brock appearance that they only want to do it when, you know, they got to... Well, shit on your own title. You guys just shit on your own title by not making it look important. This is your longest reigning champion in the modern era. And you don't have that title on your show the night that happens? Yeah. So it's since... I think it's since Hulk Hogan's first title reign, right? So <laughs> the long... Or, I mean, since CM Punk, but before CM Punk, it'd be... Uh, Hulk- what is it? It's four hundred some odd days, but it's like four thirty-five. Right? Yeah, it doesn't so, really feel that long versus like when I was a kid. It felt like Hogan had that title for years. Oh my god! He, well, he had for four that first four. time, yeah, and then a, a year the second time. Yeah, it's weird they invest so much in Brock um, as their 
as their champ when this is the case. He's not there tonight. I doubt he even read the text message of someone telling him, oh, hey, by the way, you broke the record. Oh, yeah. Raj, he could have cared less. You're right. Yeah. He this, is like like marrying, <laughs> yes. this is like the equivalent of marrying. This is like the equivalent of marrying a prostitute. But, uh, WWE and the relationship with Brock Lesnar. He is not emotionally invested at all. I, <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, I, I love Brock. I think he's something special, but he's just gotten so stale uh, that. It does suck. I mean, him as Universal Champion, you you don't have your main title, Bracey, right. uh, all summer. You know, so really it just weird. makes it feel like there's nothing going on. There's nothing like people are fighting for. It does. Like I'm watching Roman out there just for the sake of it. It feels like at the moment. Right. So Roman out there tonight with and, and real quick, they're not even trying to build someone as the number one contender right oh, now. Oh yeah. It's just a you forget that there's a Universal Championship. You do. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Roman Reigns out there tonight with Jinder Mahal. And uh, Jinder says he is not going to be his <laughs> opponent tonight, but instead the great pauses for a beat, Sunil Singh. I, I love that tease because he was like someone that stands, you know, tall and, you know, is also Indian and really making it seem like he's, you know, really teasing the great Kali. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That was cute. Wait, what What I miss? What did he do with the tease that I missed? He was like, uh, so I challenged you, but I didn't say I was going to wrestle you. And he said, so I found someone that's going to wrestle you. He's also Indian. Uh, he stands tall and, you know, something oh, you, like that. And uh, and so I got the great Sunil Singh. <laughs> so yeah. That was pretty good. He did good. Uh, he did good out there. He did, he did a good showing for himself tonight. Yeah. Jinder, Jinder's been looking better the last uh, – Last like couple months since moving to Raw, I feel like his matches have been better. Uh, I don't know if it's connecting more. Uh, he just needed more time, but he, he's he's better. He's not there yet, but he's definitely. It took a week or two, and then I noticed his improvement started again. Yeah, that's great. That's a good sign when you're on the incline as far as improvement goes. Like you guys don't understand, he's going to be so much better even like two years from now, one year from now. Yeah. He's going to be an off the charts heel for them. I hope they don't give up on him. Yeah. No, and good for Jinder. I mean, being in this feud, it definitely further elevates him on Raw. Looks which is like he, once that bell rings, he looks like he belongs, guys. You got to admit that. Sometimes oh, yeah. in the entrance, you're like, oh, geez, Roman's going to eat this dude alive. Yeah. Um, and you may have some M- three MB flashbacks or whatever. They <laughs> come out and do the job. But once that bell sounds, dude, he's a different beast in there altogether. Jinder, he's got great gear changing. And that is such a hard, hard talent to get down, guys. I think it's just that they have him do these long promos that are very hit and miss. I think his music is probably one of my favorite. I like it. Yeah, I yeah, love his music. Probably top five. In the, like one of the few it themes is. I would actually just listen to. I would too. Yeah. Um, so in his entrance looks great. He's great in the ring. But yeah, man, it's when they give him those long promos. Tonight's was good. Yeah. But man, he's had some duds. And I think that's kind of one of the things. It feels like it's been a while since they've given him a really long promo. Good. Yeah. Like they've been shorter. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the B team. Oh, and yeah, uh, Roman Reigns beat Sunil Singh. <laughs> and then after uh, Jinder hit yeah, Roman Jinder with the Colossus. Yeah. Uh, the B team versus Rhino and Heath Slater. B team keeping the momentum going with another win tonight. I, okay. Uh, yeah. In advance of their match against the Deleter of Worlds for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship at Money in the Bank. 
Uh, of course, uh, Matt and Bray came out afterwards, cut a promo, further building up for that. But uh, yeah, do you think, Matt, it ends for them at Money in the Bank? The, the B team's winning streak will be done? <sighs> yeah. Um, maybe not. I hope not. I, mean, I, I, I get what I'm saying. I hope anything because I'll be very honest. I don't care about any of these tag matches at the moment, guys. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like I'm until. To... Go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, it's like until Drew and uh, Dolph get in there, it just feels like uh, it's B teams. <laughs> then I worry, who do they got? Who does yeah. Dolph and Drew have? I mean, that's when you could bring authors of pain. If, I don't know if you want to put them in that oh, situation um, right um, now. Um, um, Kofi and them, um, New Day, New Day, New Day, but they're on SmackDown. I mean, oh, yeah, Raw has no tag teams. So, I mean, the leaders of the, the, the lead, I hate that. I hate saying that it? name. The leaders of worlds, or you know, the leader of worlds. Leader, the leader the leader of worlds. Um, I mean, they could do that, drag that out for a few months. I mean, they they're known to drag feuds out, so I could see that uh, happening for a while. But um, I just feel like uh, the leader of worlds. I feel like they don't really have much momentum. It just oh, feels yeah. like the fans don't really care that much. They like doing the delete chant and. It's kind of ends there. Yeah. We shall see what happens there. Uh, who was on main event this week? Are Authors of Pain even? Nope. Authors of Pain weren't even on main event this week. Yep. Poor guys. Um, so, yeah, after that. Oh, this was pretty cool. Elias tonight. Elias made it all the way through a song, guys. I don't think it's <laughs> ever happened before. Well, this is his line about CrossFit. Oh, uh, something. Uh, so I know you're a tool, or something like that. You know? <laughs> CrossFit, so I know you're a tool, or something yeah. like that. But that was. But this was good off. tonight. Yeah, he kind of it was it was structured almost like one of the old school freestyle rap disses, uh, with the way that he did it against Seth, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, Elias is money on the mic. I think he's great. Yeah, his segments are always entertaining. Don't you guys think he? My wife thought that was what do you call it? Um. um was he WWE? Uh, he and he, she's right. He looked like um, Aaron um, Damian Sandow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit in his graphic. Yeah, for sure. He looks like uh, Damian Sandow. You know, Come put on someone. fifty pounds of muscle. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I should come back as Elias's double for security purposes. <laughs> the Elias Tribute Act. I, I normally would like it, except I, I don't think you want Elias to go too much down that comedy route. He's already, yeah, he's got enough on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was good. Seth came out tonight, destroyed his, his guitar, uh, given to him supposedly by John Mayer, who, according to Jonathan Coachman, is a hip-hop artist. <laughs> Jonathan Coachman is... Do you think he meant that? Uh, on Twitter, he said he didn't. That, that, or Twitter said he did that on purpose, but... Uh, right. Like his astonishment tonight, an acoustic electric. What? It was like Coachman. I don't know, man. I mean, bring Booker back at this point. Class of 95, Fairfield High School. John Mayer was in my graduating class. Look oh, at him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Very cool. Didn't see that coming for him, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Coachman is just, oh, man, he adds nothing. Like, I gain no insight whatsoever from him. And no, uh, I'll, I'll give up on coach now. I, I like him as a man. Yeah, as, same here. As a, as, as a dude, you know, and I felt like I've, I got to stick up for him a little bit at first. And now it's just it's just not good. But nowhere is Booker T. Can we just not have three? Yeah. Can we just have two? Yeah. Or can they get over their age thing and bring Lawler back? Because Lawler is so much better. You know, Lawler's Lawler's, Lawler's great. at the right time. At, yeah, you're right. 
you know, right. especially when he was back as a heel and, and he was with Mauro Ronaldo. And I thought they were the best uh, WWE commentary team since JR and King. I mean, they were they were doing great there for a while. And then paper they should be. I agree. Well, uh, I like uh, he's been off his game a little bit. I'll admit, um, God, what is wrong with my names tonight? Corey um, Graves. Thank you. Corey, I always think is exceptional. I think he's so good and they're lucky to have him. But lately, I don't know. Seems yeah. a little a little off. Yeah, Coach made the just the comments he's making, he's like, Yeah, this match, they're wrestling hard. That's what I like to see. And it's like, <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> but, but Coachman is there. Coachman is supposed to be the authoritative, athletic commentator that came from ESPN. We don't get that from him at all. Yeah, no. I mean, with Otunga, the bar's low, although he has a law degree. Uh, but you, with Otunga, you don't expect like hard-hitting insight. You know, even though he was, he actually wrestled. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. Otunga, I think Otunga is much better than him. Yeah, I agree. Oh. I thought that that week they had Otunga on. He, I didn't think he was good, but he was better than Coachman. When he was on SmackDown back when JBL was on, I thought Otunga did an okay job. Maybe because I wasn't expecting him to be any good. Yeah. Oh, and it was Mauro, Otunga, and JBL? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. I mean, but Mauro, man. Mauro carried that. Oh, my God. And that's the thing with like Graves on Raw. It's like you put anyone next to Graves, and Michael Cole kind of knows. <clears throat> To think before he speaks, he chimes in a little bit, but you, I mean, very few people could go toe to toe with Graves and look to be at Graves' level. Here's the problem they shouldn't be going toe to toe. Call yeah. the damn action, be the color, that's it. Like, they, they're so busy, especially Cole. Yeah. Desperately waiting for someone to slip up so he can correct them and make fun of them. And it's like, dude, you look like Eddie, like a 50 year old Eddie Munster. There's nothing cool about you. <laughs> You're not the authority on cool. You shouldn't be correcting nobody. And it gets it gets distracting. It's it's really annoying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Call the action. Mikey reminding me about uh, Coachman saying, with Roman and Jinder, he said, like, this is a pay-per-view kind of match. <laughs> it's like, yes, they're wrestling at the pay-per-view this Sunday. <laughs> Who said that? My, uh, Mikey, he's a uh, one of our readers. Yeah. Thanks, chat room, Mikey. <laughs> no, the chat room's funny tonight. They're bringing up, uh, I'd forgotten about Otunga that one week when he was like, you know, I was talking to Rikishi the other day on the set of a movie and what he was saying about the Usos and he got cut off. So it was like a joke for weeks. Like, what did Rikishi have to say? <laughs> and what was Otunga doing on the set of a movie? Uh, uh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Otunga's been in quite a few movies. Yeah. yeah, it was that Adam Sandler movie. Uh, oh, man. But yeah, Coachman just, uh his uh, in-ring segment tonight was okay, and uh, let's see. Our, oh, uh, that's where he should be used. I feel like absolutely. for those in-ring segments, like backstage segments, uh, you know, interviewing people backstage. Keep him at that, off the commentary. So backstage tonight, the Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad causing mischief, throwing around Ooh. snacks, littering everywhere, cutting uh, ties in half. They're crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Nothing says bad girls like you know. That's the WWE. That's what Vince McMahon thinks. They're like, oh, they're bad girls. He has no idea. He's never even seen Mean Girls. Like, <laughs> he just watch Bad Girls Club on Oxygen. Yeah, like you know, this is very antiquated. Uh, the way they were acting backstage leading up to Ruby Riot versus Bailey tonight. Uh, but what did you think of that match? Neither woman are going to be in Money in the Bank, so this was a chance for them to have a bit of an exhibition. How uh, how do you think this fared tonight, Matt? 
surprised it was on the card because they're not on the pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, but I'm all I, – I don't want to crap on it because I always want as many women segments as we can possibly get on each show, right? So I'd like to see them make more use of it, though. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it is good to, 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 per, to move forward characters. That is maybe the right call that aren't on the pay-per-view. So then the next pay-per-view comes, you know, they're now a step closer to setting up whatever they're trying to set up. I don't know. Yeah, but – Plus, you're throwing pretty much all the women that are on the pay-per-view in one match, you know, outside of Nia and Ronda. So, right. uh, had they been doing that black marker gimmick at the end? What was that? that? Where they, like, marked Bailey. Oh, the girls, yeah. I have not seen that before, but I could be wrong. Yeah. It's, NWO did it better. But <laughs> it, was, it was something, I guess. Bailey keeps getting punked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if you want... You're doing these this feud for months with Sasha. Shouldn't you try to keep both of those women as strong as possible since you're inve- investing so much time in this feud? So when they do square off, it's not two, two jobbers, you know, wrestling each other. And like Sasha still- just feels like so much more of a star than Bailey. Right no now. question. Are they still in a feud? Do we still consider this a feud? They mentioned it on commentary. So oh <laughs> this thing, this thing will go years. It's uh, pretty brutal. <laughs> I mean, that's what they consider long-term storytelling is the idea that, you know, we just referenced this. It's like, I don't know. Remember all those uh, months where Carmella didn't do anything? She didn't even do fake cash-ins. They would just sort of show her or not even show her. They would just say, well, you know, Carmella has the briefcase. It's like we referenced it. We referenced the story we're building. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, man. So uh, Ruby Riot won that with the Riot Kick, and, yeah, they uh, drew all over Bailey afterwards. Uh, <laughs> from that, Jonathan Coachman in the ring. Okay, this was weird that they were talking about how intense this was, how intense the most intense feud the women's division has ever seen between Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. I mean, they've been downright pleasant to each other. Even in this, they were putting each other over like crazy up until the end there. There was, was no tension between so- them. I love Naya, and I've been such a fan of her improvement. I have. I used to be on her like flies on you-know-what. You remember when she yeah. first came up? She had her work was sloppy. But um, she's improved so much. I've gotten on her bus. You know, I have on the wagon, the Naya wagon, bandwagon, rather. And here's the problem. She's, ba- she's going backwards in this entire feud. She's going downhill, and she's going downhill quick. That was bad acting tonight, guys, and you know I'm right. Well, they're so inconsistent with her in this feud, too. Like, one week she's a heel, like, bullying Ronda and just bullying this, you know, okay, but, but either enhancement way, talent. They give you words to say it's up to you on how you want to interpret it and how you what your body language is. So she's up there using the verbiage they gave her with this big smile on her face, but it's not a real smile, right? right. Yeah. It's so unnatural. <clears throat> I just look bad. Yeah. But I, that being said, I thought Ronda was really good. Like when Ronda she, except for good. the part where she said something about, I'm going to, what'd she say? I'm going to do something to your arm. I'm going to, it's something that didn't fit at all. Um, uh, anyway. Um, they kept her short and succinct. Yeah. But when, you know, she went through her accomplishments, went, I'm Ronda Rousey, delivered that, did the whole bit. The end of this, I thought was really good. I thought it was the best thing that they've done uh, during this angle, but this angle has sucked as well. So, um, it's kind of like Sammy and Lashley. It was the best of their segments, but the segments have been terrible. Yeah. And shouting out Strike Force tonight. I thought that was yeah, kind of interesting. I like, I like that. Well, if you're doing a correct chrono, you know, 
chronological order of events, I mean, that's kind of where you'd have to go because she did get a title shot quick in Strike Force. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of heat when that happened. I remember Misha Tate was uh, against it. Misha Tate's always against everything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, she did get that title shot fast and destroyed her and you know won all those matches in the first round. So um, yeah, I, I felt like it, it made sense. And plus, it's not like Strike Force is their competition. Strike Force has been out of business for what, five years now. Five years, yeah. 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 So yes, tonight was the least bad confrontation between them, and uh, it devolved. Do we, do we all agree that Ronda wins? No question. I could only see them tr trying to delay it, though, and the way you do that is with a quick cash-in. Oh. You know? Uh, because uh, Oh, I, and Natty steals it out right from yeah. underneath Ron. And pins Naya. Ooh. Oh, Raj, hang oh. on here. Oh. Hang on. I may, I, I, well, I still, that doesn't affect my winner. I still say Natty's winning. The money in the, money, money in the bank. Right. So. That's, that's a, a good That's a good twist. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like Ronda has her beaten, and then Natalia yep. cashes in. It's like Rollins basically cashing in on. Yeah, yep, on Roman, screwing Roman over. It's a cool idea. I could see WWE though wanting Ronda having the title, doing all the media appearances. Yes. You know, sure, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I, I could see them not wanting to wait. Resistant. You know, if she's kind not, resistant. who knows how long she's going to be around? If you're right, it's a year. I, this all makes sense. I hate to say it. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Ronda wins the title. <clears throat> Uh, no way, Jose versus Kurt Hawkins. Oh man, I was hoping so bad that <laughs> Kurt got the win. <laughs> hey, hey guys, I'm sorry. I don't mean to f up the format, but just back on the Ronda thing real quick. Uh, hey, no, please. Let me ask you guys a question in the chat room, viewers and typers in the chat room. Call them typers. Um, I'm old. Um, question for all of you guys: Do you think Ronda Rousey winning the women's uh, championship this early with you know with what one match, two matches, how many has she had? Just one. One. Just one in Mania. Do you think that hurts women's uh, uh, evolution? All right, guys. Women's revolution. Just a quick yes or a quick no. If you think Ronda Rousey winning the title this quickly this Sunday would hurt the, the whole women's movement in WWE. Does it, does it say the opposite message of, you know? So kind of a lot of yeses so far. Because I, 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 I personally think so. Actually, it's kind yeah. of half and half right now. She was good at Mania. I see why they would put the title on it. It makes sense. Yeah. I get why. But as far as they said, it's going to come down to what the girls do in between those ropes, remember? And we've been getting good matches from, from, from our girls a lot. <clears throat> and I'm not saying Ronda can't go. She can. But it just she just showed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think mainstream-wise, WWE loves that Rousey pub. That's it's what, like, what it's makes like, sense. Yeah. It's like Triple H at that uh, – that media Emmy for your consideration thing that they did last week. And anytime they're in those uh, environments, they always name drop the rock. Oh. I mean, Triple H is talking about like this text message you got from the rock. They love that kind of celebrity media stuff. And Rousey, I could see them just having her holding a WWE title. They're going to love that. Oh, we'll get, we'll get them more mainstream. There's no question. Yeah. And it's not like the women's division's on fire right now. So I think it helps. And you know, if it's leading to Rousey versus Charlotte, I think it's a good thing. That's money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Charlotte wins the My worry though, I mean, this might be controversial to say, but I think Shayna Baszler in NXT has been very boring as the champion. Yes, she has. I agree. Yes. yes, she has. And her voice, she's got to still find her voice. She has not found yeah. her wrestling voice yet. 
Yeah, so I, I, I know really a lot of people to... like like her, and I think I wonder if it's one of those things that you know Dave Meltzer always puts her over, so people kind of cling does. to that. <laughs> but um, I agree. I think I think she's improved greatly. I think yeah, she's yeah. you know pretty good in the ring, but I agree it as her character. Make, it doesn't make her entertaining, and does not make her a good promo. Yeah. He better yeah. not be saying she's a good promo. Oh no, her promos are. Um, but the, but the problem though is how are people going to feel? If Ronda does the same thing, where it's we see every colorful, flamboyant, high flyer, talented woman in the ring go against Ronda and keep losing, um, I think it takes the wind out of the sails. And I think that's part of the problem with NXT's women's <sighs> division right now. Is Shayna Baszler is the least interesting woman in the women's division on NXT. It, this is how you do that. You don't let not interesting talk. Yeah. You just don't. Like Brock. You do a female version of Brock. Um you know what I mean? Less is more. The the face. The, the she has got. She's got her mean mug down pat. That's a good look on her. Yeah. Um, her fight face. Um, I don't know. I just think you make her a machine until yeah. until Charlotte. And let's let's face it. You know, between now and and uh, because, and the Royal Rumble, it kind of flies by once you hit SummerSlam. You know, it's <laughs> not, you're not talking about that many feuds. It's it's not going to be that many matches. Listen, Bubba Ray said something the other day, and I thought it was a really good point. It was this. It's that with Bobby Lashley, for example, I'm entertained by Bobby being a badass. Yeah. Okay? That's my entertainment that I take from that. So I don't need him juggling. I don't need him jumping rope. I don't need him doing this. I don't need him doing ballet. I need him being a badass killer. That's not boring. That's entertaining for me. Because Absolutely. that's what I want from my Bobby Lashley. That's what I would want from uh, my champion with, uh, what's her name, um, Ronda Rousey being the champion. Yeah, you look at Lashley and you're just like, holy crap, look at this dude. And then he's smiling and waving and having ah! a great time. It's like, wow, <laughs> why are you doing that? That's, it really is like that backstage, by the way. He uh, is all smiles. Like yeah, that. well, I'm sure Braun Strowman's a teddy bear too, but don't. You know, <laughs> he you know, is. You know? Yeah, but you don't so not nice. show that on TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see. Sunday Night Money in the Bank could be the start of uh, Ronda Rousey's year-long championship reign. Tune in to, to find out what happens. And we'll be here to talk about it on the Wrestling Inc. podcast immediately after the show goes off the air. Um, Is, what, NXT or did you say? Both. Uh, okay. Money in the Bank. Oh, no, then Saturday there's a podcast as well. I'm not going to make it, but that is happening Saturday night after TakeOver. Of course, back Wednesday. Um, Yeah, myself, Matt Morgan, and uh, Chris Featherstone will be doing the NXT review. And what about Sunday? And then Sunday is the three of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So No Way Jose beat Kurt Hawkins. Kurt had a chance, though, man. Disguised himself as a member of the Congo line. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I thought that was pretty good. I feel like they're putting more thought into this feud than a lot of the, the Dude, higher up on the thing. card. That's the thing. The stuff that they seem to be putting the most thought into are like the stuff that means the least. Like, it's like <laughs> the Sammy Lashley stuff. You could tell that they're putting thought into it. And, uh, and this, it, it was entertaining. But uh, yeah, we'll it, it ultimately it. means nothing. Yes. Um, Sammy Zane and Bobby Lashley. So who wait, who does yeah. Kurt Hawkins finally beat? I almost think he's going to beat like a top Zach guy. Zach Ryder. Fluke. <laughs> I can see it being like a. I can see it being a top guy. Like but, like Roman. Maybe it's like someone interferes, like gender interferes, and takes out Roman, and then Kurt gets I the win. I don't know. 
when's the last time they went with that even with ellsworth versus uh aj like they they kept pulling that back right when you thought it was going to happen yeah, they had ellsworth pin aj remember yeah oh uh, yeah the non-championship yeah. with yeah. dean's heavy interference right yeah. but I, I don't think vince is as, as in love with uh, kurt hawkins as he was with james ellsworth for a short while yeah that's probably true um i think uh kurt hawkins is going to be the one guy that goes out of the company facing down i think he's going to get a win on his way out he'll just flip the script you know i don't know what you mean by that what does that mean well instead of losing instead of going out on his back and losing when he leaves the company kurt hawkins will give him a win for Whoa, his last when match. he leaving the company no i'm no, saying if not. he does again that oh. they'll give him a win on his last match because the gimmick is over as soon uh, as he wins so you can't take the gimmick on the indies <laughs> yeah you know but that's what i'm saying you can't you, you can only do that once kurt hawkins getting a win can only happen once right. to get that yeah. pop can you imagine um, that though if you went out and got that over i could see somebody doing that where they're the bigger star between the two wrestlers in the ring and the guy keeps the one but he keeps losing yeah i could see that i swear to god i could see it. it's going to take somebody super like that has to be that been from wwe and over enough to start it off right you're saying um, someone do the same gimmick that kurt hawkins is doing yeah like like they and they just never win and it becomes yeah. it becomes like this inside wink wink thing that everyone in the arena like, dude, smart marks would eat that up. And they keep the record going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, keep keep a running tab between the the different All promotions. The, yes. Yeah, I can see yes. that. You need the right way to though missell it. Like he's really trying like, every time he thinks he's going to do it. It really is Hawkins though. I mean, once yeah. he's released, <laughs> or once he quits, he'd be great at that. Yeah, just keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. So uh, after that, Bobby Lashley ran an obstacle course because Sami Zayn wanted him to really prove he was in the military. Why on God's green earth would Bobby do this? Yeah, that's what—that's the thing. It's, that makes him look so dumb that he would yes, agree to does. this. Yes, it does. I mean, he looked impressive as hell doing it. Yes, um, he got the fans back as holy crap. You know, he had his holy crap moment there doing them pull-ups. Yeah, but, uh, he did them 45 seconds or whatever. It was... Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. He's a beast. And that's what I'm saying. Unleash that. What we did, we showed his physical prowess. No, in a ring against an opponent, eating him up. Yeah. yeah. But it was cool. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I was not looking forward to this segment at all when they announced it. I was, you know, uh, rolling my eyes before it started. But it was a lot better than <laughs> I expected. But to your point, Matt, it's not what they should be doing. Oh, this is who was this? Titus O'Neil was saying that, that that you know we've got we've we've come to a time where we got to find where they've got to find themselves a good African American heavyweight champion. I heard him say that in an interview, and it's like Bobby. Yeah, he's everything everybody could get behind. Um, I don't know what they're doing. Like that doesn't Bobby Lashley doesn't grow on a tree. You know what I mean? You're not gonna find another one. Like, yeah. this is your anti-Brock. This is your Brock stopper. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's because Vince has an idea, though, of what that looks like? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, so we've talked about this before. I mean, The Rock is the big African-American champion, but people don't identify The Rock as closely to that community right. as, um, as do, someone as like Tyson O'Neill. Um, right. But this yeah. thing, but with, with Apollo, look at you know Bobby Shelton. Look at all these stud athletes they've had, Shelton. who just keep getting put in these awkward roles. And I think because something in Vince's head, this is how he sees it. You know, but there's something different with Bobby. 
Forget yeah. African American, forget anything. He jumps off this train and he gives you this vibe that that I'm being serious. That Brock used to give me before I met him, and I used to watch him on TV. You know yeah. what I mean? That that holy bleep vibe. He's gonna eat someone. Yeah, when you see Bobby in MMA and he's going to the cage and he's looking pissed, I mean he he looks like a badass. He he has that legitimacy. He has that legit feel. That's what I was looking for. Legit. This dude's legit. That's the vibe yeah. I got from Brock, and that's the vibe I get from him. Yeah. yeah. And I think Vince has loved Lashley since the beginning. I think he wanted to go all the way with Lashley at, at first. I think he just sees him as like this smiling, happy baby face. And unfortunately, that's how he is backstage. I say maybe that's why they're doing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure he sees military service. You know, good-looking guy, um, built like a house. Uh, Doesn't age. He's not young. <laughs> yeah. If you took a if you he took a, a photo of him from him. ten years ago to one now and said which one's older, it's hard to tell. That. I met him in 03. He has not changed one iota. He has one line and it's nothing. Yeah. It looks great. <laughs> I'm not saying Vince McMahon is racist, but Vince, let's just say, is antiquated enough that I think if he employed an African American man who looked pissed off all the time, I think Vince would be terrified of him. You know, I think Vince, for some reason, like the fact that he's friendly and one, I think Vince, he had, and I think that's why he tells, you know, a lot of these guys, same thing with Finn, same thing with a lot of guys, like, smile all the time. I think certain guys, he thinks that's how you get over with the crowd, not by looking angry or scowling. I mean, look at Big E is a great example. Big E was, was a destroyer in NXT. But this didn't work. I will, I will say, when this comes full circle, because Big E's going to win, and I think Big E's going to open some eyes at this money in the bank, by the way. Um. He's going to win the, the, out of the uh, yeah. on, on SmackDown, no question. I think this could be the start of his Money in the bank. Money in the bank. Yeah. And here's the thing about Big E. I think this did work. I never agreed with it at first. I hated it because he's another monster, right? But he was a green monster still, right? By having him go out there and show his ass, so to speak, and make a fool of himself, and then start to get comfortable, and then be comedy, and be have jokes, have wit, have good timing. Yeah. Uh, blow a good babyface comeback physically as far as his physical attributes go. He's improved so much. He's so well-rounded now. Dude, He's he could be a main event talent, no question. And, and to your point, Glenn, I mean, people in the chat are pointing out, like Mark Henry you know, was a scary heel and all that. For a while, but then sexual chocolate. No, no, at, towards the end, he, when he was world yeah. heavyweight champion, he was a heel. Sexual well, and chocolate and all that. He happened. did a good job with it, too, by the way. I agree. I yeah. He, yeah, so he, saying, he kept getting then, injured. Just and just to be clear to what people are saying, it's like you know Derek saying black white. Who cares? A good wrestler is a good wrestler. What we're saying is, and this is originally leaping off what Matt said about Titus's well, comments. O'Neill's comments. So pay yeah, and so and I've watching. read this from many wrestlers of color saying, when are we going to have the great? african-american champion because it is a little strange that in the lineage of the wwe there is a glass ceiling if you are a wrestler of color and i'm saying it's because of vince's antiquated notions of what he thinks a black superstar should be that's my theory and it's just a theory and i'm not i don't, I don't you know, necessarily agree i think it's just how the timing has worked i, I do think if you're you know, certain ethnicities, uh, there is a bag of gimmicks that they kind of go to. Okay. Well, really quick, Raj, in defense of that, though, if if if, if Shelton, they changed his gimmick, and they started making him, like, doing something, I don't know, like, attempting to be way more entertaining, then they've tried it with almost everyone. Think about it. A lot of that. A lot of African-Americans, you know, from our truth to lots of them, Booker even, Spinneroni and whatnot. Yeah. Um you know what I mean? Just being a straight up freaking athlete and going to the ring. And if they look the part like Bobby does, he looks like a killer. It's yeah. so simple. 
get out of the way and let him be a killer. Yeah. He's money. They're, they're, he's box office. Yeah. I hope they do it because I think Lashley, I agree with you. I think Lashley has a, a lot to offer. Hell, I'd love to see Heyman, you know, if Lesnar's leaving, oh, bro, you have Heyman, yes. with, Heyman with Lashley. That would be I'll fantastic. That. I'll yeah. take that. Hell yeah. Dude. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what the uh, ceiling is for Bobby Lashley. What, what, what's the reason that they can't have Lashley face Lesnar again? I think Lesnar has like one more match um, on his current contract. So he has know, to go to Roman. I, I'm guessing Roman, unless they, you know, decide to change their minds. But, you know. That's what bothers me about this Sammy. Sammy's doing a great job. And I don't mean to shit on him. He's one of my favorite acts. But they're right. They're not doing him any favors with what they're writing, both for these guys right now. They're yeah. just not. Sammy is running with the ball, though, and doing the best he can with nothing um, and ridiculousness. Did you see him swing on the rope? That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, Sammy is doing the absolute best with a terrible storyline. Yes. Yes. But see, that, that bothers me because Bobby, if they are going to jump the gun and put Bobby in there and let him be Lesnar's last match, which I know doesn't make sense. It should be Roman, but guess what, Roman? You had your chance like thirty-five thousand times. Yeah, I'd still go with Seth if you had just one more match. I'd go, you know, Ooh, Brock has one more. I think wow. Seth is the guy, but I'd still go with him. Yeah. You know what? I'd go with Seth to win the title, and then try to get you know Lesnar for one more, and then do Lashley, and then do the turn with Heyman. I think that would be that'd be awesome. Okay. okay. And look what you just done. You just replaced Brock, which it would be unthinkable. And much cheaper, a much cheaper much price, cheaper. too. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who will do business 24-7 and loves wrestling. God yeah, God. he'll be on every show. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not worried about Bobby's future in the WWE, but I am worried that after this feud, Sami Zayn is, you know, as you said, Matt, he's he's got it on him, and he might not get another opportunity at this level. <sighs> This was, this was what I was worried about with Kevin and Sammy both moving to Raw. Is there's just so many big guys and, and names that it's easy to get lost in the shuffle. It's easier to get lost yeah, in the shuffle on Raw. Than listen, this is a very serious point I want to make. Sammy said it best. He does his best work in tight, confined spaces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying laughing at his cat like agility. He's so good. Yeah. He's just so natural. All right, what yep. was next, Glenn? <laughs> After that, the fatal four-way. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm assuming that proved Bobby Lashley was actually in the Army. I'm assuming that was, you know. Yeah, uh, that segment. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Army. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> Such a weird. Sammy so took him out. I think it's yeah. clear Lashley's going to be winning at Money in the Bank. Oh, right? yeah. You think? <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't, Bobby's got bigger problems. Yeah, um, sure. Fatal four-way, Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens versus Bobby Roode. Everyone teamed up against Braun Strowman uh, for a period of time. Braun threw everybody off of him. Uh, my big takeaway for this, though, is that Braun won. Now, Braun does not need this briefcase. No. Uh, doesn't need to win this match, but I thought that was an interesting. Match. Not going to win this match. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I think Braun, like cashing in money, the bank's kind of a heel move. And I think Braun, you could, I mean, if they did have Braun win it, I would think, see him like saying, I'm challenging you at SummerSlam or something like that. Like if they decide to go with Braun instead of Broman against Brock at SummerSlam and say, hey, I'm cashing in at SummerSlam, it's me and you, you could do that. But I don't see, I think that's kind of a waste to do that. Yeah. What about Bobby winning and becoming heel? Or Bobby Roode? Yeah. Be cool. 
you know, these money in the banks, you often have these people from left field, Carmella, Damian Sandow, Jack Swagger. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan, when he won it, was not hot at all. He was right. losing most of his matches. It, right. So it could be it could be Big E, someone random, uh, mm-hmm. or uh, the Miz. I mean, even though they've done they've done that before. I think Big E. Oh, wait a minute. They could do. See, they should do Big E so he can start his singles and run. But I could see Kofi for adding like crazy athletic moves in the ladder match, kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, That's kind but, of why I thought they added the New Day in the first place was Kofi's athleticism. It's a perfect setup, though, for homeboy. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, yeah. Was it, was it Biggie? Yeah. Use right, the free so, bird rule. All right, pick I mean, one. Who do you guys pick to, to win that money in the bank? Ben? Kevin Owens. It can't be Finn, right? I don't see it. Um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just do a crazy dark horse. I'm gonna say Biggie, which we don't even know who's in the match. So if I called that, guys, you all would be like, <laughs> right. um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go crazy and say Biggie. All right, I'm gonna. Man, I, I kind of like that Kevin Owens pick. I think I might go with that too. It seems like something he'd have and he could and run he, with with his. And he would rewind again the angle versus Roman. Uh, I, I think he just holds on to it for a while until they're you know ready to do something with it. When is oh a lot of the, people picking the Miz in the chat? Oh, these are so, all the getting some. What's oh, up? Joe! Oh, oh, wait a minute. I just I don't want to switch my. <laughs> okay, I'm switching my pick. Samoa Joe. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, I want my pick switch, please. All right. That'd be good as well. I mean, so many good options they could have. Cash in on AJ. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of the match tonight? So uh, the the finish. Can you run through the finish? Real oh quick? yeah, yeah. Okay, so a lot of false finishes in this match, um, but it ended with Braun hitting the running power slam. On top of the ladder, covering Owens for the win. Um, I thought the spot of the match was Owens. Owens. Yeah, to Braun on the announcer table. Frog splash yeah. off the top. It was yeah, money. that was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, great right. match. I liked the match a lot tonight. Good, yeah, there good, was good, good, good pacing. Yeah, and there was one point where they all hit their finishes on Braun. Uh, yeah. And then Braun still kicked out. But uh, I thought it was, yeah, really good. Uh, again, no, no stakes or anything. There's no drama because there's no stakes, but it's just an entertaining match. But it was fun. I liked it. Well, yeah. Money in the bank coming up on Saturday. I like Kevin, uh, I like Kevin Owens' Sunday. point. Sunday, yeah, sorry. Sunday. I like Kevin Owens' point, guys, because he said Braun, if he climbs the ladder, they got to raise the briefcase. It's only fair. <laughs> I like that, too. But that He's right, great. though. He that's is right. Funny. He has an advantage. Yeah, that's true. Do they have somebody working a rope on that briefcase? Yes. Yeah. Like, Yes. Yeah. Wasn't it one year someone was going to reach it and they kept pulling it up? Yeah. Uh, who was that? Oh, really? Ah, oh, man. Not when Sean went crazy on everybody. That, that, they didn't yank it up. It was just too high to begin with. Yeah, he just couldn't, he just couldn't yeah, grab it. Razor. He messed up like twice. That was yeah. with Razor, yeah, in, I think, 94. Uh, there was one year where like the gimmick was like someone was raising it and dropping <laughs> it, um, like someone in the back to help somebody out. I can't remember who it was. 
so yeah. Um, so that's yeah, coming so up on Sunday. Takeover on Saturday. Uh, two quick news things to get to. I don't think do we need to give Raw a rating. I mean, it was what it was. C plus. Matt. Yeah. C. Okay. Uh, Hulk Hogan returning to the WWE. Oh, was, people are pointing out it was Stone Cold, it was Austin and McMahon, where Austin, every time he was trying to get it, someone's right. raising it. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there truth to this rumor, or is it just Hulk spouting nonsense? I think it's truth to it. I don't think Hulk would say it if, if it wasn't true. So, I mean, it's clear they've been working on something. And, you know, they're trying to get him to do more speaking engagements. He's, you know, being honored by the Boys Club of America and all this stuff. So, I just don't know what you do with him. Uh, I think he's too big of a star to put in a general manager role. Um, and just the ambassador thing, that's great. But with what totally. the baggage he's coming in with, is that the right role? Yeah, because like it or not with what he said, guys, he's still one of the most recognizable names, period. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's like saying O.J. Simpson's the most recognizable football player. But he's well, not. it's very different. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, he recognizable. Except his own is, career. This is, you know... I'm just telling you what I hear other people say. Yeah. Like yeah. people that don't watch wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I think most people, it seems like a lot of people that don't watch wrestling don't they really don't even know think of it. Yeah, they don't really really think of it. It's like more in the wrestling circles that you remember it and you're constantly reminded of it. But outside right. of wrestling, I think people are just like, oh, Hulk Hogan, I remember him. I knew I had to tell him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like nobody knows. Like, a lot of mainstream, like normal people, like your neighbor, the guy across the street, they don't. They're not wrestling fans. They don't really. They should know, but they don't. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's true for lapsed fans, but I think um, when it happened, it was a big news story. I mean, as much mm-hmm. as like the Roseanne thing that happened two weeks ago, or Paula Dean. It, it mean, wasn't near the level. Near the same level. Yeah. Well, as far as publicity. Publicity, um, yeah. The Gawker thing, I way, way more publicity than that. But it did, I mean, Glenn, to your point, he, it, yeah. it definitely was in the news, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it was a big news story at the time. And that's why I think, given the current environment, WWE, I mean, I just don't see it going well. WWE is incredibly careful, you guys. Yeah. Incredibly careful. So, yeah. it lends credibility to it. I'm not saying it's people have everyone's forgotten about it, but we love giving second chances. Yeah. But if you're on the verge of, of signing or you're in the process of signing billion Glenn, dollar deal. Give it up, Glenn. <laughs> no, no, Matt, this is a separate point, okay? What I'm yeah, saying no, is if I you're in the process saying, of signing billion dollar deals for your company, the biggest deals ever, your stock's at an all-time yep. high. If you're the WWE, what's yep. the upside in bringing Hulk Hogan? Because he's Hulk Hogan and half of those people, I guarantee you, at Fox don't know he said what he said. The ones that do, do. And there's, I guarantee you there's more that don't. I guarantee it. And they're just going to have a boner that Hulk Hogan's back. Yeah, that, that name recognition, you know, that, that Hulk they is Hulk. They want to go their buddies. Yeah, I'm telling you, guys. That's how they act around Hulk. I've seen it. And, and you know, time heals all wounds. And at some point, uh, TV executives, you know, like Mel Gibson, right? Like he was, oh, yeah. you know, the stuff he did, he, it, his was a lot worse. Oh, God, yes. Oh, it, oh, yes. it was way worse. It was, it was, no, it was more detailed and at length and specifically, but I don't think uh, he didn't drop an end bomb though. He was uh, yeah, he going did. on about the, that was just the Jewish conspiracy. And no, uh, that was the, ooh, the rest, ooh, the ooh. stuff with his wife, that uh, the abuse oh and all that stuff. Oh um, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so, and you know, he, he, he came back and, and so I think at some point TV executives, everyone. Look at Alec Baldwin. Mm. Yeah. Look at he did. 
you know, he's yelling at his own kid. Like, I mean, it's just horrible stuff. And he's out there. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it, it is what it is. You know? Yeah. Roseanne will be back in a few years, I bet. Can you another network picks that show up somehow? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the latest there. So, Corey Graves. <laughs> Do you see this, Matt? This, no. this stuff with Corey Graves and CM oh, Punk man. online. I saw his first thing. What did he say again? Uh, so uh, he's he was saying that Punk turned his back. They were close friends, and Punk turned his back on everyone that supported him in WWE. Um, and and then you know basically finished saying that he you know fought before he made it a career. You know, basically saying CM Punk was not a fighter until he made it a career, and that he would fight CM Punk. Um, and that's actually a fight I'd probably want to see. That's one CM Punk fight I'd probably pay to see. Uh, How so did it come up that he wants to fight him? He just went on that Twitter rant that night. So yeah. after we did yeah. the podcast, he just kept going. Did Punk say something back? No, CM yeah. Punk told him that he no longer wanted to associate with anyone from the WWE in a text message. And Graves was like, I don't get it. We were like real friends, bro. Like you held my child before I did. Uh, we got our knuckles tattooed together. You broke the rules of punk rock. Like, I mean... I'm a verbose, self-indulgent, overly emotional kind of guy. And even by my standards, it was like, Corey, dude, quit while you're ahead. Like, he was going on and on and on publicly about this. Yeah. And so we had noted after the fight that Punk had went to the hospital to get a facial uh, CT scan. Uh, He was discharged. He was fine. So he's good to go. He he made a lighthearted tweet about the loss, saying he was one and one that week with his (coughs) victory over WWE. Um. Yeah, we talked a little about this the other night. I the more I think about it, the more I think man, New Japan just seems like such a, a natural next move for Punk. It would be sticking it to, to WWE. He, he makes have, money. Does he have to do anything? Why does, he have, to Why does he have to wrestle or fight? Why uh-huh. is he doing neither? Probably got to make a check after defending that lawsuit. Yeah, he spent a lot in that lawsuit, and uh, he said he's not going to. He's probably not going to file a lawsuit to recover those legal fees. So. It's a lot of money that you know he he said it was like his life's work kind of going away in that trial yeah so it's a lot of money and you know at, with mma i know bellator would hire him but does cm punk want to be that guy no, that's a joke and he's like he's fighting himself. screech and you know like people i like, would pay to see that like, i said this before <laughs> i want cm punk versus enzo i think in ufc that's a fight a lot of people would tune in for yeah, I don't see them doing that. I could see them UFC doing like would be an uproar. Yeah, I could <laughs> see them doing it in Bellator. I could see them getting like Ken Shamrock out of retirement or something. Oh. You know? He needs to stop. Is what he needs to do. He, I give him all the credit in the world for doing what he did. He's following his heart on what he thought he was. He said he's passionate about, but uh, it's the wrong age. You know, um, yeah. I don't. It's not good timing. Yeah, he's got so much name value. I mean, you just look at the site. Uh, you know, you look at the most popular section. Like half of those articles are about Punk and his fight this weekend. There's a lot of interest in him, and it was clear oh, UFC oh. 225. All the interest was Punk. On a wrestling website? You don't say. No, no, no. I mean uh, Google Trends, like just online in general. That's what people were. They weren't searching on the main event. They were searching on CM Punk. That's t- now that's telling. Wow, that is. You're right. That's very telling. Google Trends. You're right. Yeah. So um, I just think he said he's done with pro wrestling, but I think there's too, so much value and he can get WWE back in his own way by taking New Japan to the next level here in the States. Because that would get 
all sorts of publicity. That would be in the news. It would. But that would be the first time like mainstream news is really covering it outside of for their online portals. New Japan, Raj, have to change their philosophy, though. Okay? They don't come to the States nearly enough. And when they do, they bounce right away. They've got to do actual loops. Yeah, Mm. I agree. They're going to make it here in the States. They've got to be here in the States. You can't just keep going to, I don't know, bumpfuck Texas and then or wherever and going right back to Japan again. It'll be that event will be sold out in the, immediately, but then what? Yeah. I don't know. I hear Bumfuck be... has a pretty hot crowd. Watch your mouth, man. Run on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean, they're doing the Cow Palace, and have ticket sales picked up for New Japan at the Cow Palace? They were going slowly for a bit. Um, we'll see now that they announced Omega versus Cody. Um, yeah. Hopefully, it picks up a little. You know, we mentioned Chris Jericho will not wrestle there. He won't wrestle in the States for New Japan. Um, Why? I think it's just his loyalty to WWE. Good on him, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's a busy week. <laughs> and it's just started. It's just Monday, guys. Got SmackDown tomorrow night. We'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern. Talk about that Saturday night. Talking about NXT Takeover Sunday night. Talking about Money in the Bank. Yeah, and we'll run down the Money in the Bank and NXT Takeover cards on Wednesday. Absolutely. All right, guys. All right. Cool. Anything you want to plug, Matt? I'm good. Yeah, sure. I'm good. BP okay. Matt Morgan Raj Geary underscore three hundred three on Twitter. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Follow me there. And uh, yeah, we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care, everyone. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save